Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from registers, head to registermeets.com. That's registermeets.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. And away we go. Welcome in Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. It is always a great pleasure to be with you. I'm Jeff. There you see Corey waving his hands and his Braves cap. Never known a man to wear a hat so poorly. Oh, it's an awful life. hat. It's unreal. We'll talk about it. I'm not it's talking a- about the hat. I'm talking about your head. I don't know why oh, it doesn't yeah. work. It just I, doesn't it work. Doesn't. And there's, of course, our good friend, Irash Fell. And you guys are you, and you're watching, and we appreciate that. You're also listening, and we appreciate our friends at Register Sausage. Yay, sausage! Tell them, Ira. So uh, last night, actually, we are at the house. Kim and I were debating whether or not to go to the store, pick up some things. Mm-hmm. And I was out of town for the weekend. A little low on the supplies. Mm. Okay. And uh, she's like, you know, I've got some of that uh, that prepackaged jambalaya. We could throw some registers in there. So we planned on that. She started making it, then realized we were out of registers. Oh, oh. no. So I was like, well, I'll run to the store. And Kim's like, no, no, no. I've got another pack of a different brand. Man. And that, yeah, are you, you throw it across yet? the room? Yeah. I, I, I let her sleep in the house last That's night. Good. But it was smart. It was dicey for her. Even for a she, second. I wasn't going to say anything. As I'm eating this fake. Sausage. This non-registered sausage. I'm not even going to name the brand. Betrayal. I'm not going to name the brand. It's Betrayal. a name brand. Oh, so you still let her do it? Well, because I, I, I was like, all right, you know, we'll give it oh, a shot. I see. I thought maybe you'd run this to the store and no, get the real man. deal. And then, uh, and then about probably about halfway through, we're eating, and she looks at me. She's like, "That was a mistake, right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah I tried to tell you. You said, "Here's yeah. my plate." So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, I won't step out again. Register yeah. sausage is uh, not only is it. Uh, ben Anol, who runs the company, uh, the big Florida State fans and supporters, but also the best sausage you can find at your grocery stores in the Northeast Florida. Down World order online. It comes in yep. frozen, all set for you. You're good to go. Yep. The website's registermeats.com, and they'll ship it to you, and you don't want to miss out. There's only four more weeks of the regular season. Mm. Get your registered sausage. Where has the year gone? I'm telling you. Sweet Jesus. All right, so how do we feel today? I uh, usually a little time removed from a game like that that uh, certainly, I think, took our emotions for a bit of a ride. Looked like rather improbably late Florida State was actually going to win the game, even though the play on the field suggested they had no business winning mm. the game. But they had a chance, and it almost happened. And typically when that happens, fans get really pissed, and it stays with you for a while. I don't know that I had that reaction. I did initially, like any other Noel. I wanted to win, and when we didn't, 
Uh, it hurt, but at the same time, I, there were some positives to take away and some real negatives to take away, too, and some sober reminders of just how dominant Clemson's defensive line is compared to Florida State's offensive line. In fact, upon watching the game yet again, the rewatch, really, it, you can explore that more in depth, and there are some some tough moments to watch there where you realize that certain things aren't possible for a lot of reasons. The offensive line, Jordan Travis has limitations as a passer big time, and the receivers aren't good. That's a deadly combination going against a good defense. Of the of the <laughs> yes. Of the three elements there, I'm not sure that Jordan needed to be the big time because I think the other two were pretty big time also. Uh, especially the offensive line. I mean, they're not bad, but it, you know, they just got exposed. And that's where I was kind of kicking myself a little bit after the game that I didn't realize how big of a issue that was going to be. I mean, Clemson's Clemson obviously has not had the season that they expected to have. Mm-hmm. The defense hasn't even played probably to the level it should at least not consistently, but when you look at it player for player and you look at those matchups and it's like, man, and they're what, missing what one of the guys, thinking? the yeah. breezy guy, uh, they're missing him, and he was like the number one player in the country yeah. coming out of high school. Well, I mean, all those guys, every guy yeah, out there was like the number one player in their position coming yeah. out of high school. I mean, I thought, you know, you know, they got a touchdown defensively, but I thought 20 points was about what they were going to score. You needed to hold them to 17, and you didn't. Um, but I thought overall, I also think we'll, we'll get into like, I, I, I was encouraged mostly with what, what we saw on Saturday, but this is probably the last game, right? Where you're like encouraged by a loss, like in the hit in Mike Norvell's tenure, probably when you think about, when you think about the rest of this season and then going into next season, you can't have. Hey, that was an encouraging loss anymore. Now that we'll be we'll be two and a half, year two and a half next season. Well, I don't know that I would label it encouraging. Yeah, encourage isn't the word. But, oh, I, but there's I was. A though. I thought I was. No, I agree with you. I, I don't know that I was. I'm oh. okay. I'm right. I'm okay with encouraged. Mm-hmm. I'm probably more encouraged than I am discouraged. But I think there's a middle there too. Yeah. Like I don't know that if they lose to Florida, you're going to be like, oh, what the hell, you know? I, I mean, have no idea what. Florida team is going to show no, up. They are either. in shambles. If they choose to show up, right. they'll do something similar to Florida State that Clemson just did, I think. Uh, but I don't know that they're going to choose Well, that. their defense isn't Clemson, though. No, but their defensive linemen are all better <laughs> than our offensive linemen, and I would suggest that, uh, yeah, man, I, I, if they care to play, that's not a good matchup for Florida State. Uh, but that's we're, we're miles yeah. from there. You still have to beat NC State, which is a matchup problem, and you still have to beat Miami, who's now decided to play really well. And, oh, and so, they also got Vinny Testaverde, a quarterback, all so, of a sudden. Yeah, that was cool. So that's, the, a, that's a nice development for them. But my point would be you could lose all those games, and ain't nobody going to be encouraged then. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this is the last time we can come in. Because I, I do. I feel, I feel well, as good about this program as I did when we were doing the show last week. All right. You say this all the time, and you're right about this. They're better this year. Yeah, but they are extremely limited with a long ways to go, and you have to recruit your way out of it. Yeah, so but they don't you feel like they're they're close? They're almost close to their ceiling roster. Like what what could you do with this roster? Right, you can't get much more out. Well, the problem is I against Clemson. I'm talking about like you were in a close game against all those five stars. You you could have won the game in the fourth quarter. Maybe you can say you should have won the game once you got the ball back with the lead. Um, I I I last year they would have lost. To that Clemson team. Yeah, the, by 24, 31, whatever. Yeah. yeah, well, they would have lost to the 2020 Clemson team by 1,000 Yeah, points. but we're talking about this But, Clemson yes, team. even last year's team yeah. would have lost to that Clemson team. This yes, Clemson soundly, team soundly. by 30, last year's 35 team points. Last year's team So you, you see real growth, but I, I, don't, I don't know that you can keep 
we can keep emphasizing growth and losses anymore. So, so here's what I would tell you. If you're maximizing a very limited roster, that's what you can do as coaches, and that's encouraging. That is encouraging. You're maximizing what yeah. you have. But then to turn around and expect them to beat teams who have better players than them and have more cohesiveness over the last several years is highly unlikely. So if you encounter and incur more laws, I mean, excuse me, losses over the next few games – are you now going to retroactively say, well, this, they didn't do a good job? Because we think they're maximizing the roster. The roster is extremely limited. Yeah. So, I, listen, Florida State's an underdog mm. against NC State at home for a good reason. They're going to be an underdog against Miami. They're going to be an underdog against Florida. Yeah. They'll be favored against BC because BC lost their quarterback and they're devastatingly bad on offense. But other than that, they're going to be underdogs in these next games if they lose those games. Now, how you lose matters. For sure. yeah. If you get your ass beat 37-7 to on Saturday, we got a problem. Yes. But – I mean, losing the games themselves, eh, that's not going to be surprising. The problem, we say that, and I agree with you 100%. The problem is the losses as they add up. Because, you know, look, last year, in all offseason, everybody said last year was year zero. Or or if they wouldn't say it was year zero, they would say, yeah, man, you got to take all of the COVID stuff into place. But as you get further away from that, all yeah, you see is the three count. and six, yeah. and you count those wins. Okay, now he's three and eleven. Yeah, and what if he? You know, so That's, that. But it's a silly exercise. I, Fans do you. do that, but I just ignore them. But but it becomes tougher and tougher for him to sure. dig out of that. If the, you well, if you can get wins, man, you got to get. That's wins. why that that would have been such a monumental win. It right. really felt like a lost opportunity because yeah, you had a chance. Yeah. You had you would kind of lucked yourself into a crazy touchdown offensively and a crazy touchdown defense. I don't want to say lucked into it, but. Those yeah, were but, plays. Those yeah. were crazy plays. You had a lead, and we're getting the ball back with six minutes to go but against was, a wounded team, and and you couldn't yeah. finish it off. But we know why you couldn't finish it off. Right, you're not going to move the ball against that team. You have to make a couple special plays, and yeah, they weren't going to happen. And you missed a block. So I, yeah, I but think how mean, you lose is going to matter if right. you lose. Uh, yes, you have some winnable games here. I'm not saying NC State is. It's you know you yeah. can't win the game. Certainly you could win the game. I do think you're an underdog for a good reason. And I do think, depending if Miami's going to continue to play like this, you're going to be an underdog in that game too because they got better players. And then obviously we know we're, we're still debating what the what the hell's going on at the University of Florida because they shut it down for the week now. And nobody's allowed to talk to anybody. It's going crazy over there. I mean, <laughs> our boy over there has lost his mind. I mean, he well, is he trying to get fired? I think you know, so. Well, you know, it's it funny that way. is like you and Aslan were saying that uh, you don't want to. I think Aslan said you don't want to make fun of. Uh, a, their program because they're, when, be- when they're better. Disarray, yeah. They're better than you are, and it's like, wait, I don't know, man. I mean, yes, over the last several years for sure. But if you pick where they are right now, which ways they're trending, I think I, Mike Norvell's got a better chance of being good in a year or two than than. Yeah, if you're a sixteen-year-old, yeah. seventeen-year-old oh, sure. kid, oh, I would right. I would think you look at Florida State a little more uh, a little positively closer, yeah. than you do. Florida right now. Yeah, the that, battle, that seems like a shipping, uh, sinking ship. Well, the oddity, too, is if you're yeah, in Florida, He's such an odd dude. Well, he's a weird, strange, unlikable person. He says really dumb things all he the does. time, and he continues to say them. But I would tell you this, that if you're a Florida fan, and I know several of them, I'm sure we all do. We probably have a bunch of Florida fan watchers, well, listeners. I would just, we do. But I would tell you that they should be rightfully incensed because what an opportunity is being blown. Miami's not any yeah. good. Florida State isn't any good. You should own the entire state. You should be dominant. You should be running away and recruiting. Yeah. And they're not at all. Like if they had Ron Zook right, right. now, they would have the number yes. two class in the country probably. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, no, in that sense, I feel better. Uh, I guess it's right now it's hard to define feelings, emotions centered around this Florida State team. On the one hand... They really have found a way to get blood from a stone 
with yeah. the limitations that they have on this offense. And and that is coaching. That's good coaching. I mean, scheming up big plays and opportunities for big plays, even when your quarterback doesn't hit them, I mean, that's really amazing. That's long hours <laughs> just sitting there around the film going, how am I going to get this guy wide open against a look that I know blatantly disrespects my offensive line? They're not going to, I mean, they're in a position to do whatever they want to me, and yet they still do it, on the other hand. Uh, you know, the frustrations of losing a Jacksonville State game is very real. It's even more real now than before because you realize they're in this position where what if they don't get another win or just one more win? It's tough to rationalize three-win season no matter how you thought during the three-week winning streak. Yeah, I really think the key this week is they're going to have to lean heavily on the defense. And, you know, Adam Fuller talked about it yesterday. Look, all these circumstances, the penalties, bad situations, field position, different things that worked against them, at the end of the day they had a lead with three or four minutes to go and the defense did not win the game. So they're asking the defense to step up. To me, this week is all about the defense because I do not expect – I mean, this of the of the reigning teams on the schedule, I think NC State's probably got the best defense of the four. And uh, and I think because of what just happened and because of how physical that game was, I think they're going to have a hard time yeah, scoring well, points this weekend. Where's their head? Where's well, their head? I mean, can you be, well, for lack of a better term, professional yeah. and bounce back and play a football game now that is imminently winnable, but you are an underdog, so you got to be locked in. And so, to me, this is a game. If I'm, if I'm Florida State's, you know, if I'm on that defense, you have to. They for them to win this game, the defense got to play really, really. They well. got to play great, and yeah. it's going to be hard to play great because they're going to get a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, the other problem is, uh, and we can talk they about in that this. little slot guy. That well, they got torched them last year. Yeah, they got several good players on that side. I, I actually, Gold Thayer. I'm Thayer. Thayer or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm really worried about the game. I actually don't like Florida State to win this game. I, the, we'll see if I change my opinion as the week goes on, but I'm nervous about the game. I would say this. You know, they gave up over 250 yards in the first half to Clemson. Yeah, that was the okay, that was so, the issue I had with the defense. Well, so now look, that's happened a lot this year. Yeah. Um I think there are some guys probably coaching for their job. Probably. I don't know that for sure. I, I'm not in the head of Mike Norneval. I don't know. But I would guess these games are very, very important. By the way, very, so very important. What was funny is I thought was funny was that Dillingham and Norvell both mentioned the NC State defensive coordinator because they've worked with them before. I don't know where their their paths crossed or, or worked something. against them. Yeah. Almost as if, like, man, this guy knows what he's doing over there. This dude is a great defensive coordinator. And I'm like, all right, well, if you're thinking about making a switch, I think you could get the defensive coordinator from NC State. And I think they're maybe I'm not I'm not saying that that's what they were doing, but it did <laughs> it did catch my ear that they both mentioned the NC State defensive coordinator and what a great job he does, and they have a history with him. So I'm like, hey, and he's apparently really good. Like he's got them playing well this year. He does. Uh, I, yeah, man. Well, but you're right. Adam Fuller is absolutely coaching for his job these last he four is. weeks. And I it's an, always an uncomfortable conversation, especially if you like a guy. I think all three of us like him a lot, but it's also uh, in, you know, it's well, on us my, to be objective and have the conversation. My concern, I brought this up on Wake Up War Chant, too, is I, the defense is absolutely better than it was last year. We might get into the top 60. We might be able to throw that up there. They're, they're, they're getting there. They're, they're much better than they were last year. They couldn't be worse. But how much of that is number 11 and number 4? And when they leave, what happens to this defense if you don't have elite defensive ends? Oh, they're going to be worse on defense next year. Well, well, that's, that, I don't yeah. know if they will be, they, but well, that, that yeah. is a concern. They're going to go back in the portal. I mean, they're going to go yeah, back you in the portal. You're not going to get a Jermaine Johnson Yeah, you could, the buddy. Why yeah, you say that? They're one for one. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's They're hitting 100% a, on no, defensive I mean, I, ends. I do think that that gives you some proof of concept. I mean, I yeah. 
Without question, going out I'm there. not saying they can't get somebody, yeah. but man, what a year he's had. It was had. a, a home run. Grand, it was a I grand mean, slam. It's very rare you but get somebody that's what, in the transfer portal like I, that elite. I think we look at the offense like, okay, they're going to grow because they're all young, and they're going to get better. They will get better. And the they will be, line's getting better. Yeah, and you're going to get some receivers in here that can really play. Man, well, You hope if the, if the recruiting <laughs> stays the way it's going. But on defense, I, I just wonder how much of the, the improvement on defense is just what you've done up front. And what know, happens man. with I, I'm not buying that because look at who they had up front leave. last year. I mean, when those guys played, they weren't good. That defense wasn't good. I mean, Marvin played like half the year. Durden played like half the no, year. No, I'm talking about the edge. Like they didn't have anybody on the edge no, that did anything. I mean, that's a I big mean, deal to have a guy that leads the nation in the sacks. top four rounds. Well, um, yeah. But, I mean, they weren't productive. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm just saying you can't just dismiss what they've done this year as a coach. I'm not staff. dismissing. I'm saying as a, yeah. if I'm Norvell or as in my job right now, a concern I have is how much of the improvement. Is those two transfer guys, and how much no, of it hold is on, the Hold on, you can even scheme. go further and say they're going to lose Fabian Lovett in all likelihood. Yeah, and they they're going to lose Kier Thomas. They're going to lose. They're losing. They're going to be worse on so the, defense. So, up the, front. but the strength of the team this year is a defensive line that probably won't be back next year. At least, certainly not a couple of them. And then you wonder, okay, are they still going to keep making these strides? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, but again, I know that would be a concern. But even, but again, it's like, what is that being held against them? I mean, they're they're they he, they didn't build this roster. I mean, those guys have only been here for eighteen months, so it's not like Adam Fuller's responsibility or blame. No, I'm saying they, when you when you I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I'm just saying you can't like you can't say well you wouldn't have been good if you didn't have good defense. Well, that's every position. The offense no, wouldn't no. have scored a point this year without Jordan Travis. Right. Yeah, I would say that. No, you're assessing big picture all of this, right? Yeah, there are elements that come and go. You're, what you're talking about is personnel issues heading into next year because of what's vacating and whether or not can they get guys in and how does that reflect on Adam Fuller if they have another bad year on defense, let's say. You're talking about obvious growth which is a testament to coaching that we've seen this year, right? right. I agree. Not, I agree think, with that as well. But I would you're also not say seeing, you think about the defense we've seen for the last three or four years, and this yeah. isn't like I'm not Adam Fuller, president yeah. of the fan club. But I'm just saying, you look at the problems they've had on defense the last three or four years; those aren't there anymore. You don't have guys running free. Yeah, they have, fixed they fixed the bus yeah. for the second half of the season. And that's all. So Alex, far. That's all Alex Atkins has really done. I mean, for the most part, I mean, he's secured it. To where it's not a disaster. Right. Yeah, it's not an embarrassment. That's, and that's, you know. Yeah. I, I, yes, but in the first half of the season, the defense was an embarrassment. Yeah, but they're, they were awful. They were awful. Yeah, but they've improved now, uh, and they, they are better. Again, just moving forward, if you're addressing your coaching staff and you're saying, okay, is this the right guy? You do. That's the calculus yeah. you have to do, right? You have to be, okay, he, he did better. They're top 70 now in defense. We're still, we're not doing cartwheels, but they're better. Yeah. But I'm not advocating one way I'm not or the other. Either. I'm saying, I'm saying that it's on the table. The, yeah, what, we're talking about the importance yeah. of the remaining games. That's the part I think of the we've made making. that pretty clear that yeah. they're very important. If NC State comes in and drops 30-plus, and so does Miami. Well, I mean, again, the, you better hope Miami only drops like 34 well, because I, that but, kid is Bernie Kosar, but my Jim point, Kelly, all of them rolling. Stop, where did this come from? Stop. Where did he my come from? My point would be if that happens, then yeah, I think there is a change in the in the yeah, probably. I think in all likelihood. Just a weird conversation the Monday after that game or the Tuesday after that game Well, I think to be talking about hey, the buddy, defensive staff's future. Don't call us weird. Just saying it's a strange no, tack that we take Well, here. but I would also suggest that that was the best offensive performance Clemson's had all year long. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah, but they I mean they played well. They they played fine. They 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 weren't bad. They they're they're well. not an embarrassment. They didn't play well in the first half. They were an embarrassment. There's like last two year. or three possessions they they, they 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 were not they weren't great. And they, you know, if Clemson makes field goals, they'd have given up 30 points. But it's fine. They're they're fine. They're better than they were. Well, nobody's arguing that. Yeah, they're better than they were. Well, we could have a more nuanced conversation than to say they're better than they were. I think that's fair. That's what we're doing. They are better than they were. They're not good. Right. They're just better. So these games become all that what, much more important. Mys are on Dillingham too now. 
I'm just oh, kidding. I'm, I'm, they're all on the table. Atkins, what are you doing? You can't block those guys? <laughs> but yeah. Seminole Headlines 93.3. Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Here's something we can talk about and I think all agree on. Whatever they're doing on special teams. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Toa Feely's play, man. It's a great play. And then without that play, the yards per play are disastrous. Well, the whole offense. Yeah, they I mean, did yeah. nothing outside of that play. Yeah. Uh, but, again... That that I don't understand. I, I I continually you you've been banging this gong for a long time, man. Um, Papucha's done a great job with the defensive ends. He's got good players to work with. So Tom was right to bring that up when I was bitching about Papucha's this week uh, or yesterday. But I don't understand, man. <laughs> You're throwing your hands up. Well, I'm tired. Well, it's really been weird. It's exhausting. The return stuff to me, it's just you know, I don't know. You know, again, they've tried four different returners. Through eight games. So there's a process you, problem. Well, but it tells you that they, they don't have any. I mean, they don't have any options. I mean, Trayshawn's been working there some of practice, but, I mean, you know, he just was. But he, why, why well, would you? Somebody got somebody can catch the ball. Somebody has to. But somebody it, can catch the how ball. How about your man Parker Self? He'd go yeah, catch yeah, the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. But um, why why in that game do you throw out a kid that hasn't yeah. returned a punt, I don't know, in five years? It's desperation, I guess. But, I mean, but that's I would, not, that ain't, that I, think they the thought, I really think they really thought they that, could break one. That he's the guy that can break yeah. one. But he's not comfortable enough to catch the ball. I'll do, I'll do without uh, breaking one. How about catching the punt? Yeah. As soon as you snap the ball to the punter, like as the ball is in the air going to the punter, can you call for a fair catch? <laughs> When is the the ball how, has to be has, it has, has to have to left, left the, the foot? foot. It's you still know that hard. for sure. Yes. Okay. So as soon as the ball leaves the foot, your your arms in the air as he's catching. But that they, a lot of times they're not even in position to catch it. What's well, the hell's that? But matter? I feel like I maybe say, if they because it? if he knows he's not going to get he, hit, they're not scared. They're just not good at it. I I, I guarantee they're not scared. I think it's entirely just 
Fear of a turnover? Fear of getting there and, and, not, and, catching and not catching and turning the turnover. I can't believe we don't have a single athlete on this team that can't, feels like they can't catch a punt. I think how they, about think they another- can. The problem is nobody ever punts it the right way. And now I was thinking about that. Like, Matt, well, how about having Master Mono in practice kick him like oh, that? Oh, he does. He does. Kick line drives to him make him go catch it. Like, that's for six periods oh, I would there, just do that. There have been opportunities to catch punts. Yeah, yeah. The, and, and Papucha said that today yeah. that two of them definitely shouldn't have hit the ground. He didn't have a problem with the last one. Wasn't the first the one right one, off the game? Like, the first yeah, one at the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, let yeah. it drop. Yeah. Just let it drop. The, the last one I'm going to forgive. It was a line drive off yeah. to the side. Although, I'll say this on the last one. You don't have to let it roll 40 yards. Well, that's what Papucha said. It's like, and you got to go stop, hit the ball to stop the clock. But go catch the darn thing. And what happened? If you you're, you've lost the game anyway, yeah, yeah, you're not going to. You have a better ball. chance of breaking a punt return in that spot than you do of going 80 yards in 26, 22 seconds. But even so, I wouldn't have had a problem if he'd have fumbled that one. I get being worried with the lead on a 20 yeah, to 17. They do it every week to every yeah, team. Yeah, no, man. exactly. You that. don't get the benefit of the doubt, it's, and it was a catchable punt. And if you go catch it on the run. You, you you save yourself 20 yards. I, Even I, if you just catch it standing still, you save yourself 12 or 14 yards. I can only yards. fathom, I, I imagine. If I'm this frustrated watching them not ever catch punts, can you imagine what the head coach has to feel like given that it's been his mantra since he yeah. got here yeah. about the importance of special teams, how it reveals your team's character, yeah. all this stuff that he has said publicly. Well, hey, man, that has got to drive him batty. Yeah, because all the other stuff he preached, I feel like we are seeing it all laid. Yeah. The foundation yeah, they're has been laid. Hard, they're la- they, p- they play hard for one another. Yeah. They put in the work during the week. They're they're likable. They're a fun team to watch because they do play hard, oh, even care. though they're not immensely talented. Yeah, they, I'm not they taking care. a personal shot at them, but it, this is just about you. I don't know how you go this long without catching a punt. They're 94th in the nation in special teams efficiency. 94th, which is 93 spots below where his last Memphis team was. Right. That's crazy. Some of it just seems like it would be easy pickings, too. Like, okay, we just got to adjust this. Uh, by the way, guys, we do have to catch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first we do, things we do first. Have, let's just catch the damn thing uh, and not let it go another 20, 30 yards. You did, but, but if people uh, – we don't need to spend an hour on special teams. But if you did want to know more about Who's it – desire to dictate what we need to do or not do? If you want to know more about it, uh, Corey actually wrote a story about it. Um, John Papuchas, everything he said about because there were other issues as well. They had a field, uh, extra point block, uh, kicked the ball out of bounds, start the game. The ball out of bounds. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, there's a video you can watch Papuchas talk for almost nine, ten minutes about all of this, and then Corey wrote a story as well. It's on more chance. I got to imagine he's frustrated. He knows it's a bad look. Yeah, yeah, not a great oh, yeah, look. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, good lord. They, I mean, and, if you're good spend... in special teams, you win that game probably because well, Clemson was awful. Like... I've always felt like they spend an inordinate amount of time on special teams in practice. They're not getting their, they're not getting a lot of bang for their buck in that regard yet. So. But that's what they do. That's what he wants. And it, it would, I mean, when you're not a good team, being really good at special teams can steal you a win or two each year. But it also can lose you games when you're 94th in the country. Well, now you turn your attention this week to, to NC State. And again, there were positive things that came out of the Clemson game. They were highly competitive against a team that has better players at almost every position. So I will grant them that, and I was encouraged in that sense. I do think um, that now you're in a dangerous place because i got to imagine the kids, and they've, they've been resilient, but i got to imagine the kids are pretty heartbroken. Uh, to have a lead on the road against that team with under five to play Probably, you know, it yeah. sets you up for some real heartbreak uh, to lose in that manner. Uh, and now you got to put it, you got to wash it away. You got to move on. You got, because this is a winnable game. And if you were to win it, 
you know, you have an outside Man, shot a, all of a sudden of, of being a bowl team. But imagine what kind of sign that would be. Because NC State's a good team. They're a it's bowl a very team. good team. Um, They're better than Florida if State. If you came back from, you had a three-game winning streak, you lost on the road to your rival when you had to lead in the fourth quarter, a rival that has just embarrassed you each year of the last three or four years, and then to come back after a heartbreaking loss and beat another good, beat a good team at home, I don't care if it's 21 It would 21 be a big damn deal, yeah. It's really, it'd be a really and impressive for think- what this coaching staff is building and what these players are buying into. And we do think they have bought it in that way that it's possible. Yeah. You know, so to win that game would be massive. I feel like this is a huge game because if you win this game, then it's on the table that you win another couple of well, games. Well, that's a, the only thing that's unfortunate to me about the way the games lay out is I do feel like they're going to come back. I do feel like just just, yeah, gauging, I do too. just gauging the way they were after the game and everything. I mean, I do feel like it didn't feel like the end of the season. Now we're just going to no, ride this out. Right. It felt like this is – they're going in the right direction. So I think they are going to play well. I kind of wish they were playing Miami and, uh, you know, Joe Namath, the quarterback, whoever Corey's <laughs> right. anointed him to yeah. be. But um, I do think uh, – but I just worry about playing a team with that good of a defense. I think he's a – it's a combination – you remember Steve Walsh from back yeah, in the day, yeah, the yeah. Early, uh, early 90s Miami. He's a combination of him and Marino. And Montana? No, oh, Marino. Okay. Yeah, like a big arm, big arm. Right. But the kid, I mean, his numbers are outrageous. This is crazy. He wasn't even going to play at all. And now he's, I mean, he's my number two pick for the Heisman right now. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, guy's out of control. Could he win it, Corey? Could, he, oh, he he, if they win out, could he's going he to get it, yeah. Well, and the other, the other issue, you know, NC State, man, I just, I just, and I haven't watched them play this much that this year, but when you look at their quarterback stats, it just reminds me a lot of when they had that Finley kid. Yeah. He's got 21 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's a good player. He does, but he, you know, he's not throwing the ball down the field. They're just going to take these long time. There, they're going to go to there. They're going to there a lot. Um, so that to me, be good in the red zone. Yeah, Hold they're, they're going to have one hundred percent. Seminole headlines, ninety three three real talk radio war chant TV. Seminole headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over seventy five years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. As to the world of recruiting that um, Florida's coach doesn't want to talk about nope. until it's recruiting season, guys. He's, right. not, he's not even going to worry about this. As to recruiting, I think that's where a lot of our eyes turn. We can talk about the on-field stuff and we can debate uh, with nuance, you know, this coach, that coach, and where they're at. But also, the reality is they have to have better players at a lot of positions. And yeah. We talk about the transfer portal, but we also talk about building with a stable, solid recruiting class. And they have one on the hook here. I don't know this. You guys talk to Michael Langston more frequently than I do. Certainly I should go and tonight further educate myself on Warchant.com about where we stand with a lot of these guys. Still feeling good? Still feeling good on the whole about that class? I know we're going to lose a couple guys. That's yeah. normal. But yeah. yeah, there's there's one or two more guys that they're still that are taking visits and kind of actively talking to other schools. But yeah, no, I think they do. Um, and uh, you know, and I think it's big that they have played better these last few weeks, even though they don't have the wins to show for it last week. Um, but yeah, no, I think they're in pretty good shape. And I'm curious to see what they do from a number standpoint, though, because. There is that new legislation. Yeah, you can have an extra can, seven or whatever yeah, it is. You can, so you can bring in 32 guys, right? No, it doesn't really work that way exactly. Oh. But you're, there's two different 25 limits. There's the, the 25 in that in a class. But then there's another one, like 25 players can start within a calendar year. And that's the one that, that sometimes they get bit by. Like this past class, they had more scholarships to give, but they couldn't bring in more than 25 in that year. Well, now you're going to have – some more leeway in that area. Oh, all right. Um, so, so they're you know. So I'm just curious to see 
how more how many more high school guys are going after? Obviously, love to get Marvin Jones Jr. You'd love to get yeah. Enzo, or Julian Armella. There's you know some players they'd love to get, but then there's you know how much room are you going to save on the transfer portal? Um, a chunk. Yeah, you would think a, a good sizable game. chunk. I would think, and that's the thing, man. Like you look at you know you look at that game, and no, I mean, did the coaches call a perfect game? No. Did the players play a perfect game? No. And they, but but there are such huge limitations that really decrease your margin for error. I, don't you and, think too? In recruiting, there is there's a level of nuance when you're when you're recruiting a player and his parents, uh, and I don't think it's just well, you guys were three and six last year, you're four and eight this year. I don't see the. I feel like Norvell and his staff better have a great package to show these people about. Look how much better we are than we were three years ago, two years ago. Like, literally, I brought it up on Wake Up Board Chant. By the way, guys, listen to that show. Um, the, la- the last time, in 2018, Clemson was up 59-3 to in throwing fades to Dabo's kid after two kids got pu- left ejected for punching. Um, and then and then last year, he was clowning your team and saying you were scared to play. Two years ago, they were up 42 to nothing. With nine minutes to go in the third quarter, like just show them, like I, yeah, you lost to Clemson again. We get it, but look at the gap. Look how much better they've got now this week. Yeah, you might lose to NC State, but if it's twenty-seven to twenty-three, last year you were down twenty-eight to three. Like you, I think, though, wouldn't that matter to a recruit more well, than just I think, straight I think up? There are wins and losses. There's certainly empirical data to show you're better. We yeah. know that. So um, that's the selling job you can do, even with a four and eight team. That's the cell job you can do. I don't know that kids do. look at all of those things, though, and I'm not sure that a kid is going to be overly impressed when you show them that data and then they go, yeah, but you won three games this year. Well, a lot yeah. of it depends on who each kid and who yeah, else they're being recruited by. Thing, right. You know, like the, the Aluba, the offensive lineman who was committed since the summer, he was committed to Florida State until Georgia decided, hey, yeah, we yeah. really want you. Oh, if Georgia then, or Alabama decides they want one of your kids, you're pretty well screwed. You, now, the difference here is, you know, there are a couple kids that everybody does want that have been holding firm. Yeah, Travis and Hunter being the name. Yeah, and, and, and Sam McCall. And, and yes. you're going to have to fight off those big boys for, you know, some of these other guys they want, Marvin Jr. and, and some of these but other guys. But I guess, so, say, so like in Travis Hunter's camp, I don't all, all big-time guys have oh, yeah, camps, right? Camp. Like, you have a camp. Oh, yeah. Um, when, when, you know, your your worry was that you were being sold a bill of goods. You're not really improving. You were 3-6 and six last year. Then you started off 0-4. E- okay, maybe we don't believe in this, Coach. I think now, after eight games, there's enough, like you said, empirical data. Forget the record. This program is getting better. It's it in is. a better place. Yes, it is. So Travis Hunter won't feel foolish for believing that Mike Norvell is turning this into a winning program. Also, again, you have a even kid. if they go four and eight or five and seven or even three and nine. Well, and if Travis Hunter was willing to commit to Florida State and have yes. this be the in shambles program that it has been over the last three years, then I think he was pretty unshakable. I mean, mm-hmm. it would take an awful lot. Now, maybe Georgia offers an awful lot. Certainly, they have. Mm. to win the recruiting battle against everybody else and put together arguably the greatest defense we've ever seen. They have been willing to offer all that's necessary to make sure Georgia brings in the best players on defense. Uh, I don't know, but if you were going to lose that battle for, because of that, because you weren't willing to, to meet that standard, we'll say, mm-hmm. then you probably would have already lost him. Yeah, wouldn't you think? When like you, you, would have, you would have already lost him. Yeah. I feel like he's – I mean, you don't go out and do something stupid and get beat 45 to nothing. Sure. Which could shake the foundations of that trust, yes. But on the whole, I feel like that kid's committed. I do. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, I, you know, again, man, I think when you look at the offensive line and when we look at the future, because, you know, there's four games left. So especially after a game like that against Clemson where you feel like, okay, it was so close, you could have won it, but what would it? what's going to look like next year? Does that mean you're getting closer 
or was this the one chance you were going to have? Mm-hmm. I feel and like you're getting closer. I, I do feel like you're getting closer, and I think especially when you look at on the offensive line, those I mean, they're all going to be back, and that group should be better. They and, will and, be better. And you're now you're not asking redshirt freshmen to play. Those guys would have been three years into the program, two years with the weight and strength program, you know, non-COVID years, um, and now they've got experience with them. So that should be a solid group. You, you wouldn't expect they're going to get overwhelmed by – probably anybody they play. Yeah, my fear, I agree with you. I, my fear is I think they are going to be better on offense. I think that is without question true. I think they need to add on. Right now they've found a way to kind of piecemeal it together, and that's good. But, they're, I mean, against good teams, they're going to stop Jordan Travis from running, and then you've got a problem. But they'll be better. That line will get better. Hopefully you add some offense, I mean, excuse me, some wide receivers yeah. to this group, and, and you're, you're more diversified there. Uh, I, would, I would find, if I could, somebody to challenge Jordan Travis for the job. Not saying he couldn't win it. How dare you? What about the I, kid at LSU I, I that would, just went in the portal? Not the guy you want. I want Max Johnson. But anyhow, I'm still holding out hopes. I'm still recruiting Mac Johnson. Yeah, but didn't that hurt your our, <laughs> yeah. Florida State's chances that the other it, kid It kind of hurt my heart a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, going but, back but, to, but going back to the thing Corey was bringing up earlier about losing those guys on the defensive front, all I would say, though, is a year ago, at the end of last season, I remember saying, I said a few times, how are you? How is the defense going to be better next year yeah. when you don't have Marvin Wilson, when you don't have mm-hmm. Janaris Robinson, when mm-hmm. you don't, you know? But then they went out and did it in the portal. Yeah. They found so they somebody. just have they to did. do it again. It's also a good selling point to guys in the portal. Like, look, Jermaine Johnson was on the. He was yeah. he left Georgia and, remember, and made money. Let's hope he's healthy, fully recovered. You get Dennis Briggs back, and right. he was in the middle of having a good season and really yeah. showed progress. And there. I like what you're seeing out of Malcolm, Malcolm Ray. Has been better. He's yeah. been better. Yeah, without question. I think there's some room there. Um, Maybe even Quayshawn Fuller. Yeah. They're, they're getting better there. Now, that said, again, losing what you're going to lose on the edges and losing in the middle. I mean, Fabian Lovett's a really good player yeah. if, if he goes. So I, it's going to be tough. Hopefully they hit home runs. It's not impossible. Right. They also brought in some guys that were not home runs. It is, yeah. it's, it's rare that you do as well as you did with, in particular, Jermaine Johnson, who is a beast. And Keir Thomas, man. I mean, he's not he's Jermaine beast. Johnson, but he is a good College football player, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a real good coach. Yeah, I like him. I like that front four is the best part about the Florida State football team. It is without question. They're consistently good. Cooper sometimes is unblockable. Like he just moves dudes out of the way. You know, and Lovett's been good. Yeah, they've been good up front. The other thing I'd say is if you could find, and it may be possible given what LSU is losing and the problems you have at Florida, and and we'll see. You were having at Miami. Um, Gotta get some linebackers in here, guys. Yeah, they 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 really. There's a lot around the country. You know, <laughs> get some guys. Go find the fourth guy in Georgia's rotation at linebacker. Well, like, man, you can play all the teams have rated Georgia's fourth string. It's hilarious. We did it. Yeah. Everybody's done it. Florida's got a guy from Georgia. I think Miami does too. Miami like, does. Their leading LSU. tackler. Yeah, everybody's gotten a guy from Georgia, and they're instantly that team's best player. It's yeah. insane what Kirby's yeah, done. Yeah, and he's barely. Boy, Jermaine they, Johnson was in the, like the top eighteen on their defense. They are committed to Georgia, Corey. Come on, man. Come on, some live lines. Ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
Next hour, don't forget, we get to headliner questions. I'm sure there will be uh, a bevy of them. And uh, you're hanging in there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. It's the build-up towards uh, tonight. And if you lose tonight, I know you don't believe you can win Game 7. I don't believe they can win either one of these games. <laughs> no, that's actually not true. I actually do feel weirdly confident about tonight, which I've, tonight, I haven't been in tonight, this place. And, uh, yeah, I just think I think Freed, uh, you know, the Astros, the last time they were in the World Series, they lost all four games at home. They lost one of their two games here at home, so they've lost five of six at home. It's not this din you can't win. And Max no, it's Freed, also baseball. Typically, Max Freed's due to pitch well. He's pitched horribly his last two games. I'd have pitched him in game five. Once I got a 4 nothing lead, I'd be like, Max, I know you're – get warmed up, buddy. You're pitching. We're so winning tonight. On the, on the way back from Clemson, we're in the car. Aslan and I are in the front seat. Corey's in the back seat. And the game is on. The Braves are playing. And yeah, we you're wanted, listening. We, yeah. want, well, we wanted to put it on the radio. Of course. He wouldn't let us. Right. So well, then, you guys are – So we listened to I NC said, State Louisville instead. So we listened Riveting. to yeah, some quality NC State. And then uh, then <laughs> – I guess the Braves, he'll follow the Braves account because on it's Twitter. only good news. It's only sunshine. No, they never tell they you. They never be like, oh, and that's a grand slam for and the Astros. And there's a 6-4-3 double yeah. play despite the fact the bases were loaded. with. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, yeah, they just tied it up. He goes, I know that. And then they had actually taken the lead. So then Aslan's texting me. He's texting me that. And uh, not that I'm driving and texting, but it was it was sitting there so I could see it. But um, anyway, it's just yeah. Ridiculous. I don't. It's, no, it's, it's, it's pointless. We have a Braves fan in the car, and he's the one who won't let us. He won't let you. I'm listening to the World's. You'd be, be glad I wasn't in that car, Corey. We're <laughs> listening to, to the World Series. I have to get my, my earmuffs on. Yeah, because your, I'm not. I'm not going to not listen to the World Series. Well, put, put them fingers, in your AirPods. Put your fingers in your ears. But yeah. yeah. So what was funny about that though is literally I would update. I would probably uh, refresh every twenty twenty five minutes, in literally no Braves updates for two and a half hours. And at that point, you're like, and I'm well, like, it must be eleven to nothing. And then finally they showed Kyle Wright's stat line, and I'm like, okay, well, he only gave up a run, so they might, they must only be down one or two to nothing, and then I saw Dansby and Solaire. Are so you going to watch tonight? No. Yeah. No. You're not going to watch the game tonight? No. If I, I get, feel like if, if we're good friends, we would stage an intervention and make him watch it. Uh, yeah, like, I go understand. Clockwork Orange, yes. just peel my 100%, eyes open. 100%. I'm, I'm terribly confused. No, it's just not fun. It's not enjoyable. I enjoyed the most enjoyable game I've had, other than the ones I was at, was when they wrapped, they beat the Dodgers in Game Six to go to the World Series. Old Daddy didn't watch a second of that game, but Daddy still celebrated when I saw the. Uh, I don't feel like you've earned it. You Twitter. don't even get to celebrate <laughs> right? championship. You didn't earn it. You didn't go out there I and do anything. Through it. I mean, you couldn't I, handle it. You didn't I went govern to two your of the emotions. Games. I went to two of the games. I feel like I've earned it. I spent a little bit of money on those games, so it's fine. But hey, just give me root for me, please. Root for me. We, the Braves deserve it. I feel good about tonight. I never feel good. I feel like I feel like Freed's going to get it done, and I feel like Ozzy Albies might actually get a hit. So if you uh, if if it doesn't happen tonight, though, you're not going to be bereft of hope, as I like to say. You're going to feel good even about Game Seven because you just said no. You feel like they'll still get it done. Oh no, I'm not. I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm not. Well, you're watching. not going to watch. I'm tonight. not watching. Yeah. You know, I'll know on Thursday when I wake up if they're if they're if I need to go get a World Series champ shirt. I think I care more about whether the Braves <laughs> win this thing, and I'm willing to watch it play out than you do well here's the thing if they do win this world series i will get, never do this again a, but i'll never all. do this again I'll, I'll have i'll have flushed all this out of my system and saw I'll, none of it i, I saw a, a third of it <laughs> and i'll have my championship and i'll be i'll be cool with everything else like when the hawks are in the finals against the lakers i'll be able to watch every second i won't be nervous again ever in your life no this is it i just got to get one more i got to get one more title up in me 
one more championship up in me, and that'll that'll carry me for my life. Ira, there's not a single team that you root for that you feel this way about. That no, you even watch. like the last couple times the Orioles got in the stupid wild card yeah. game, I was like at the was edge that of late my, 90s, right? The edge of my the, couch. The Jeffrey Mayer. No man, they've been the wild card <laughs> since then. But like just sitting there, just you know, you couldn't wait I mean, to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the reward for having gutted it out for well, a whole season. Well, like I season. told y'all too, though, postseason baseball is almost unwatchable. It is difficult, especially when there's no starting pitching. It's really hard to watch. Uh, but it's also edge of your seat stuff, and that's why you get too nervous to watch it. Yeah, See, don't need it. The beautiful yeah, is the slow the burn in been, baseball, and most of the games have been good games. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell, I, I don't know how you weren't emboldened after the Grand Slam. I, I was very you, emboldened. I don't know. You, you And then Tucker Davidson strolled back out to the mound. I'm like, well, let's see how this goes against the best lineup in baseball. I don't know, man. I, I can't have one of my team Like, I watched every second of that Florida State game. I wasn't going to turn away when they took the lead late, even though Clemson had the ball and was driving. I didn't I didn't decide, like, oh, I can't watch this, even though I felt a little bit like it might be inevitable that Clemson was going to score. I'm not here arguing that what I'm doing is rational and logical and makes any sense or makes me a good sports fan. It's all stupid. I'll be in therapy for years after all this, but just know – this is how. This is my plan. This is my game plan. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a little victory sausage waiting, though? Of course, of course. Or pity sausage, one way or the other. But either way, there's going to be some sausage. So, uh, so you guys, after the happy hour on Friday evening, you guys going to make it over to the Tuck and see the next exhibition game for the Knolls? So I am. Uh, my son's, my oldest son's birthday is on Thursday, and all he wants to do for his birthday weekend is to go see basketball. There you go. He oh, is, all right. Uh, he's a hoop head. He's going to be trying out for his middle school or for his high school team, or his middle school team this year. Brady tried out and did not make it, which was not a surprise. Yeah, Uh, Um, but uh, Bryce is going to try out, and uh, I've got a hoop being built now, like a professional one, at my house as we speak. Oh, Uh, all right, look at you, really nice. But uh, there's that. Did he dunk yet? No, he can't dunk yet. But he 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 can jump. I know he's tall. He's five eleven. Yeah. Um, but he's uh he's getting there, and I've really emphasized working on your handles Mm. at this point. I mean. Because that's going to separate you. He's athletic enough in the other ways. He can run and jump. He can shoot. But I'm like, man, kids that play seriously don't get ganked. Yeah. Like, they don't just have people roll up on them and take the ball. You're going to have to be able to dribble. Do you, do you remember Michael Jenkins? The, he yeah. played at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. His kid goes to Brady's Middle School. Oh, and he's, you can imagine he's a pretty he talented might be a pretty, athletic pretty good player. He made the team? Yeah. <laughs> so he's in the seventh grade. He's the same age as Brady, but Brady's an eighth grader. He's the seventh grader. And Brady said the first, literally the first drill in tryouts was Brady got the ball, and he's like, yeah, and of course Bryce is guarding me. And I go, oh, no. I thought he wasn't even trying out for the team. He's like, oh, no, they're all trying out, meaning all the really good players. And uh, and I'm like, how'd that go? Not well. It wasn't cool. Like, why did he have to guard me the first one? <laughs> it's like, Brady, that's that's basketball, man. That's why you got to work on your handles a lot, buddy. I like the not well. Yeah, yeah, uh, not well. Not didn't well. go well. <laughs> didn't go well for me there. That didn't turn out the way that I had hoped. That didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm interested to see how Bryce does. But the point is, he's a hoop head. He watches the NBA every night. He knows every team, every player. He'll ask me the scores the next morning. Like he'll oh, ask, there you go. Nice. He'll ask scores about nonsense. He'll be like, did you see whether or not, uh, you know, Whomever the Clippers came back last night in that game against uh, oh, Oklahoma right. City, yeah, I'll be like, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't catch it. I went to bed. <laughs> didn't catch it. Let's, he goes, Why don't we pull that up and see? Yeah, uh, you know. the Clippers did come back. They did. I yeah. saw George hit a bunch of threes, but yeah. I, I. But it's funny. He's asking about it this morning while we're getting ready for school. And how about Scotty? Barnes, so by his, the way. his point, yeah, he, he's Jeez. working. Uh, but the point is, he loves yeah. Leonard Hamilton. He went to just like Brady did Hamilton's basketball camp. And all he wants to do is go to every Florida State basketball. Yeah, they're they're fun, man. They're fun. That first exhibition was pretty cool. I was I was. I was, I mean, I expect them to be good, 
but I was even more pleasantly surprised. Well, Raquan Evans, the younger guys, mostly the younger guys. Okay, right. I mean, he Raquan, did, he did he have did, a nice game. He played he well, man. I just, I think, I feel like we know what we're going to get out of Raquan Evans. Well, he's got but, a. I want the Raquan Evans from two years ago that wasn't afraid to shoot and make things. And yeah. as opposed well, that's to the, the one thing. who played last I mean, he year. He played with confidence in this. We'll see how he does. When in he's probably didn't season. help that his backup was the number four pick in the draft. So he knew anytime he didn't do well, it's like I bet they want Scotty on the floor. I wonder. Um, so Caleb Mills was fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's really smooth. Um, I I wonder uh, what ends up happening for Malik Osborne. Is he is he going to have to play more in the middle? Is he going to have to be more that guy? I think they'll play him at the five a Probably lot. A yeah, they don't, I don't think I they think like so their too. big guys a lot. Yeah. Or their their big guys are very. Well, now wait a minute, Ira. How's your boy? Denor, he's fine, man. He's fine. He's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna be just fine. I think he had ten and eight, something like that. Mm. A couple of turnovers, shots. maybe a few turnovers. A few turnovers. A few turnovers. Some shots. Still didn't look real fluid. It wasn't really a good matchup for him. <laughs> well, Small guard five guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, he's he's uh, he's gonna be fine. And uh, but no, I really liked Warley. I really liked him a lot. Obviously, Cleveland. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's gonna be an interesting. Grade. So Mills, they say, is gonna be every night the quickest player on the floor. He's uh, and what it is, man, he's so smooth. Like he just has everything. Like you, every time you see him attack or decide what he's gonna do, like there's Silky. no there's yeah. no debate of whether or not he can do what he's planning yeah. to do in a natural just, score. What, what's he gonna do? Yeah. What about Matthew Cleveland? Really good, man. Just every like stat stuffer, kind of yeah. like the Terrence Six, Mann kind seven, of guy. long, very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think yeah, he's yeah, a yeah, better yeah. shooter nice. now than Mann was when he got here. But yeah. the kind of similar attributes, uh, probably a more natural score than Terrence. And was, just too. you know, steals, rebounds, looks to pass. They all that was the coolest thing to me was you have some new guys who have big reputations and are probably trying to figure things out, but they all really play to each other, which you expect from Leonard Hamilton's teams. But it's just cool to see it as freshmen. Um, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm looking forward to watching. Me that. too. I'm looking forward to uh, to basketball. I probably Especially won't go basketball. over there that night, but I'm gonna read the updates. And I also don't want just because Brady didn't make there, just because Brady <laughs> didn't make his middle school team. I don't want that to be a, a negative for the Leonard Hamilton basketball camp. It's still a good experience. Oh, it's a great experience, even if they you know. But Brady's got some things to overcome at this stage of his. <laughs> well, <he's>, I kind of <laughs> tell him he's also at a huge school in Atlanta with yeah you know, with really talented players, really really good players. Yeah, and he's still shorter. He's short, yeah, yeah. He's short for his uh, yeah, for his grade. Not Hour for his number age. two, forthcoming headliner questions. Hang in.